0: so the second thing which I would say is uh, a lot more of a positive and pleasant surprise you know the other one was a little bit heavier um, was actually the community in college college students just love to build community and make relationships and um, you know I've heard from like missionaries who had come back to the States um, for a longer period of time or they would reflect on it when they're overseas you know around tables in Thailand or something like that where um, they would just say man community just really hard in the United States people are just really distant and separated, and I would say now as an adult, um, I definitely think that's true. People graduate, they get married, they buy a home, and they build their nuclear family in their home, and then that's just kind of their life, but college is just so vibrant. Kids are just living on the floors, they want community, they want to be known, and um, and I just never felt, like there were times where I was closer to other people than um, other people on the hall, but Overall, I really felt truly known by people Mm -hmm. and intentionally pursued, Um, and I worked at Auburn for a short time as well, working in residence life there, and it's the same thing there. Like, it's not just a Christian school thing. It does look a little different, um, like being involved in campus ministry or just finding a good group of Christian friends, but um, no matter where, college students just really love friends and want to build a unique community. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Did you see when you were,
1: when you had moved to the States and you realized, okay, now I have to figure out how to do community, were there some things that stood out that were different in the ways that maybe Americans navigated friendships versus maybe some of your
0: community, Asian community growing up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, there are two things that really come to mind. The first one is that um, I mean, we always talk about this, right, TCKs love to, like, just dive into the deep zone, we just like to get super deep, super fast, (laughs) because we don't know how much time we have, um, and the flip side of that is that we get super deep, but we all have kind of a, a a zone where no one, like, the deep sea that no one's allowed to, like, enter into, Mm -hmm. that's just human nature, um, but we end up moving before we get to that discomfort, Um, And so college is four years, like you're there, Um, you know, people are going to get into that zone that you're uncomfortable with. And so where I thought I was really good at building deep community, I realized we all have our own threshold that we have to push through to have genuine community. Um, But I also realized my pace was not really respecting of their pace. And in that moment, I had a choice. It was either they're wrong and I'm going to live my life or I'm going to learn how to adapt and still be true to myself, but honor and respect their pace. And um, some friendships I did well and some friendships I didn't. Um, And so that's been a learning journey for me. And then um, the second thing is that hospitality, the practice of hospitality, I would say in the Asian community, they do hospitality really well. In the United States, we, we do picture perfect hospitality, but not genuine sacrificial hospitality. Yeah, and so, um, like there are times even as an adult now where I invite friends over for meals and parties and movie nights, and I don't get a single invite back. Um, and the instinct is to say, well, they don't—they're not interested in that. But they just have not reached a place within themselves of being comfortable with that level of hospitality. It does not mean I should stop offering that level of hospitality. And so there are some people in this world that are gifted with it, and there's some people that aren't. But I don't want my hurt of not being invited to stop me from having good relationships in my space of hospitality, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And I think too, if we can continue to frame it as this is how American culture does relationships. You know, if you and I tomorrow decided that we were going to move to another country in Asia, Mm -hmm. that would be one of the first questions we asked. How is it that they form friendships? And for some Asian countries, it's you don't meet a friend until someone else introduces you to them. You know, Mm -hmm. some of them, I know in China, I mean, we got invited over to dinner with the lady standing behind me at the vegetable market. And so, but different countries are going to have different customs. And I think it's, it's easy almost to not see America as a country in which we are called to
0: also decode,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah, It's like not having that, like, um, that just assumption that America is, like, the baseline, but that there's, like, goes back to the race relations as well, like, there's pros and cons to that culture, and to um, know it well is to be grieved for it, but also to love it well, Um, and so, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that, and actually, it's kind of funny, you said the inviting thing, because I do that all the time, and I just now connected that I probably got that from my time in China, (laughs) because I'm always, like, here, no, 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 like, you can you could take all my stuff, like it's okay. Why don't you come over to dinner? Like just to rate it. And people kind of look at me like, okay, like I don't know why you're doing that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I, that
0: makes total sense. Here I am, seven years in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did
1: this a few weeks ago. I went over to um we had like a little driveway socially distanced coffee. I went over to her house and I brought two oranges for a snack. And she goes, Oh, you brought two oranges i said well yeah i brought a snack and i remember thinking huh i bet most middle-aged women don't just bring two two snacks to their friend's house but it didn't very soccer mom-esque right that's yeah that's right but i remember she commented on it she kind of chuckled i remember thinking oh i guess that is weird here but i was like
0: whatever it's snack time I know, I'm like, here, you wanna try my, you wanna try to buy my donut? You wanna sip of my drink? Like, let's just share this meal together. Right, right. And so I
1: think that there can be some really good things that we bring from our background that can help, I think Americans, like you said, realize that we can go over to someone's house and their kitchen is full of dishes and the floor is not mopped and that is okay. You know, I think there's some really good mm-hmm. aspects of that that we can bring to our American friends to help them realize that there's freedom in hosting, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. That's really, really good. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I know that we're going to wrap up here in just a second, but I did want to ask um, one last little question for you is um, talk to me about the difficulty of finding a church.
0: Yes, so um well i think the when i think about my journey of finding a church um i would say it was rooted in my restlessness of commitment Mm. (laughs) which is really existential and very tck um (laughs) but uh, um i had never really had stability or consistency like when you have a house church it's very casual there's not really a commitment to it like it's not a building that you drive through that you can make wake up at 7 a.m. and get ready for, you know, you really shape it around your, like, comfort zone, um, and then also, you know, whenever I came to the States, we just church hopped, church hopped, because we were trying to raise support, or we were trying to engage on people on different things, yeah, and, um, and I saw, like, the fanciness of churches, but I didn't see, you know, the different levels of, um, like the complications of it, like areas of weak theology, areas of um, strife, areas of difficulty. And so I, um, unfortunately, made the unhealthy choice of church hopping a lot um, in undergrad. And I think part of that was because I went to a Christian school. Liberty's like does um, chapel three times a week. They have campus church out every Wednesday night, and so they make it super easy for you to neglect church on Sunday mornings. So, if anyone's considering going to a Christian university, really think about, um, you know, what you know. There's pros to this, but also, what is the long-term cons that may come out of this, mm-hmm. you know, bubble, this Christian bubble? Yeah. Um, for me and my husband's journey of finding a church, we have found a beautiful church now that we absolutely love. And it's a multi-ethnic church. It's committed to um, being multi-ethnic and and supporting cultural diversity and cultural intelligence. Um, our pastor is African American. Which growing up Southern Baptist, I never was under a pastor who's African American. Um, and when I think about that journey, it was unpacking the complexities of you know I started to think about the history of the Southern Baptist Convention and and the roots that it had and and seeing why is Sunday. At 11 a.m. the most segregated hour in the United States like why is that the case and understanding my calling as to missions um within the United States like am I fostering that here in the United States so I think the biggest thing is is knowing that nothing will ever be perfect but really thinking about what you're passionate about and stand by those passions and look to find a church like that but be vulnerable and be committed um even when you want to run away. I mean, I've been here seven years, and I'm just like, okay, I'm ready to move now, <laughs> and the Lord <laughs> has said a hard no, so I may be here yeah. two more years, which as a TCK, I'm like, oh, uh, I just don't want that. I don't like that, Um, but that's what relationship is, both like one-on-one and in the body of Christ, and so, yeah, yeah that's kind of my personal journey. I'm still working on it, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really
1: good, Caitlin. I feel like that's given us some really good questions to ask, either for us to ask as we're looking to build community or looking for a church, or if we have children mm-hmm. that are, you know, going into college or just graduating and are maybe feeling a little bit lost in their community. I feel like these are some really good questions to be asking of ourselves or of them. So, Kaylin, um, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for sharing. I, I feel like you've got, a, like a wellspring of wisdom and for
0: all of us to to learn from. So thanks so much. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. And if anyone ever wants to like chat with me one-on-one, I'd gladly do it and love to talk about whatever. So thank you for having me. Great. Thanks so much, Caitlin. Bye. Yeah, bye.